Welcome back to NC Realtors Redefined, the NC Realtors podcast, sponsored by Century 21. On this episode from NC Realtors Mobile Monday series on Facebook, video marketing expert Rain Bennett shares some of his tips about how to use video to inspire action without wasting time and money. And Local Government Affairs Director for Greensboro and High Point, Nick Scarcy, joins the Director of Local Government Affairs, Nicole Arnold, to talk about the book, Start With Why. Hello, North Carolina Realtors. Uh, my name is Rain Bennett. Today, we're going to talk about using video to inspire action without wasting a lot of time or money because Let's be honest, that is really what's holding a lot of us back. So um, as I said, my name is Rain Bennett. I'm a filmmaker, a documentary filmmaker, which we will come back to why that's important in a moment. I'm a writer and a video marketer, and I have a company called Six Second Stories. And what we do is help people tell heartfelt stories that inspire action and maximize their impact in minimal time. So back to the documentary filmmaking part. Why that's important is because I've made a whole career off of telling good stories and connecting with humans through these stories without a lot of time, money, resources, crew, equipment. And so uh, fortunately for you all, hopefully, uh, I now have gained some knowledge on how to, to be impactful with all those limitations. And the thing I see is why I started the business that I have, the gap that I see, what I wanted to how I wanted to help people is that we all now have this have this demand to create content, specifically video content, consistently quality content, and not all of us are writers and filmmakers and artists and so a lot of times many times most times you have people that are struggling and kind of spinning in circles and not knowing how to use all these new tools that we have at our disposal. So this is what we're trying to talk about today. So as far as I see it, when it comes to video marketing, there's a few problems. When it comes to storytelling, which is a big buzzword right now, we all know we need to be video storytelling. One of the problems is people think there's one story to tell, that we just tell our brand story and that's it. There's not, they are countless stories to tell. And what I hope to help you see by the end of this session is how to turn your case studies, i.e. clients that you've helped, into case stories. As my friend John Livesey says, case studies into case stories. You, every interaction you have with a client is another story that you, that you can tell, okay? Uh, another problem, we know what we need to do. We even know why we need to do it. We know that we need to use digital storytelling, but most of us don't know how to do it. We don't know where to start, and that's a problem. We, we can talk about the theory, but we don't know how to apply it. Next two are very common, and they're in the title of this description. Nobody has time, and nobody has the money to do it or outsource it. That's a big problem. Inaction is the enemy. We're so fearful sometimes of putting ourselves out there or trying something new that what do we do? The worst thing possible, we do nothing. That is what I want us not to do. Uh, We're overwhelmed by the options. There's so much equipment and gadgets and gadgets. There's so many different platforms and social media channels and and so many options these days. And there's new, the next best thing comes out every week that we're overwhelmed. 
we get analysis paralysis comparing all the ones. Well, should I do this? Should I do that? You know, should I use Instagram? Instagram? What's an Instagram story? Should I use Facebook? What about TikTok? TikTok's pop. Do I have to do the TikTok dances now? <laughs> so we're overwhelmed by all these options. And what do we do? We go back to the previous nothing. We do nothing. And then lastly, we seek tools that do the work for us. The tool is right here. It's yourself. It's understanding your customer and your client and having empathy for their situation and understanding their struggling and trying to connect with them and build a relationship and show them how you can ease their struggles. It's not about the tools. It's about building relationships. And the way to do that with whatever tools you have is through storytelling. We're going to talk about video, but this applies to text captions or just text posts on your social media. This applies to, yes, of course, making video, but it also applies to just when you're with somebody. When you tell someone a story, they listen and they lock into it unlike anything else, unlike data and bullet points and stats and information. We tune that stuff out. We are designed to listen to, absorb, and, and understand through storytelling. Not only that, it's been proven, scientifically proven, that when we're all consumed in a narrative, we're so much more likely, so much more likely to take action. And that's the goal. You can produce video content for the rest of the year, every day, every week. And if it doesn't make people take action and what you want them to do, in this case, probably buy a house, then what's the point? You're really been, you've been spinning your tires for a year. You're going get, to get exhausted and you're going to quit. We're going to go back to the basics. So speaking of basics, let's talk about what a story is. That may see, seem simple, and it's so simple that it gets overlooked all the time. Most people don't understand that a story has a beginning and a middle and an end. That's the first part. There's a structure. What's the beginning? What's the middle? What happens? And then how does it, how does it end? What's the resolution? The, the, the beginning is a once upon a time, right? There's a status quo. There's, there, there's, you know, once upon a time, there's somebody who, who lived in this house. And then what kicks off the middle part is a problem, a problem that arises. They have twins, unexpected twins, and they need to get a bigger house. <laughs> you know, what kicks them off on that new journey where they're looking for a new place to live? The kids moved out of the house and now they've got this huge house to maintain and they're, they're entering the, their third act of life. Well, now they want to downsize. So there's something that kicks them off in that journey. And then at some point, somebody, that's you, swoops in and helps them achieve that goal. And then that takes us to the third act, which is resolution. So beginning, middle, and end. When you're getting testimonials from people or you're talking about someone you serve and you're just kind of talking about the information, they don't. They don't connect with that. They don't understand that. But I promise you, the people that you've already served, there are other people like them out there. So those people are such a big part of understanding how we use video storytelling to connect with our community. You have to understand what, what people are going through, right? So there's internal problems and then there's external problems, right? The, the, the external problem is like, I need a new house, right? The physical, the physical problem that, that, that they have, that they're trying to overcome. 
But what I want us to try to do is tap into the internal problem. What's really going on here? There's a, uh, depending on your age, you may, you may or may not remember uh, Ted Levitt from, he wrote this piece, Marketing Myopia. And he said, people don't want to buy a quarter inch drill. They want to buy, they want a quarter inch hole. That makes sense. Like nobody just wants the drill for no reason. It's something they're trying to achieve. If you're a little more current, you may know Seth Godin, who's kind of a marketing guru, and he took that to the next level. He's like, well, let's peel it back a little bit more because nobody really wants a quarter inch hole. What do you? Why do you want a quarter inch hole? What are you going to do with that? And he says, well, you want a quarter inch hole because what you really want is a place to put an expansion bolt that'll open up and hold the shelf you can put on it. But you don't really want you don't really want a shelf for no reason. What you want is a place to put your books. And you probably didn't necessarily need that if you weren't riddled with anxiety because things are strode all over your office, right? And you need some, some place to put your books so that you're more organized. But when you really get to the core of it, that's something that's happening here and here. It's really about cleaning it up so you can have a clean environment. Does that make sense? So, this is the kind of thing that stories are about is tapping into what am I really serving this customer for or with? And then you can understand how, right? So just like we have internal and external problems, we have physical goals and emotional goals. This is like in the movie where, you know, the goal is to, 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 to get the girl or win the game, but emotionally even if they don't achieve the goal they needed to learn something about themselves right they needed to just accept themselves or forgive their father or whatever but those emotional goals uh that's what we're trying to tap into like what is this person really looking for in their lives for the rest of rain's presentation and to get access to exclusive nc realtors content join the nc realtors mobile mondays facebook group Welcome to Redefined, our NC Realtors podcast. In this segment, we'll discuss books that influence our professional lives. I'm Nicole Arnold. And I'm Nick Scarcy. We are both government affairs directors. That's right. And today, we are going to discuss Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why. That's S-I-N-E-K. He's the author, and this is a self-help book for business leaders. How to gain authenticity and how to stand out through a focus on your purpose. So today we're going to talk about what your purpose is. Is it to deliver the best customer service? Is it to navigate clients through the process of finding your dream home? How do you differentiate yourself from the competition? We will focus on the why. All right, let's start off with the key takeaways of the book uh, that apply to our members. So you talked to a couple of realtors, uh, and what did you ask them? Yeah, that's right. I, I interviewed a couple realtors and I asked them about their value proposition. I felt like that value proposition translates best into the why. And really what we're doing is we're getting away from gimmicks or from customer manipulations, which are short-term in nature, and we're trying to build client loyalty and long-term relationships. All right, got it. So give us an example of what the value proposition is for a member uh, and how she communicates that to clients. One realtor who I spoke to was Lolita Malave, 
And she told me that her why for her business is to make a difference in people's lives by being relevant, passionate, and delivering the best service possible. That's, that's a great why. That's, that's a great yeah. mission for, it's a mission statement for a business. Uh, so she works for Alan Tate, and I asked her, how do you accomplish this? How do you, how do, you do this? And one thing that she pointed out, which is very interesting, is that Alan Tate has why walls. Hmm. They have walls that visually tell the story of why they do what they do. Cool. Um, so that's, yeah, that's, that's a really good takeaway. And also through social media and testimonials on websites, so more traditional methods too. Sure, of course. Um, what about another member? So another member who I interviewed was Brooke Cashin from Winston-Salem, and her value proposition is to be the resource of information through economic and market data, so clients feel comfortable in making a decision with her about buying their largest asset, their, their future home. She does that through social media messaging, and anyone who follows Brooke knows that she does a great job with this. She's very disciplined. She's very consistent with her branding. She tells the story through social media messaging, and then she keeps other uh, tasks separate away from the vision. Great. So in the book, Sinek discusses the role of a vision officer. He calls that the CEO and the operating officer who implements the vision. So what's the dichotomy with the vision and fulfilling the vision, and how do our members, how are they able to do that? Yeah, so that's, that's a great question because for our members, it can, be, it can be problematic. It can be hard. We have a lot of members who are out there. They're jacks of all trades in the real estate industry. They do it all. They do the transactional parts. They do the intense paperwork. They do the research. They do all the marketing themselves. And that's one model where you have to be both the vision officer. You're the CEO of your own company. You're, you're BIC. You, you may be a BIC yourself. Um, and you also have to implement all of that vision into success. And then the second model is a small to medium-sized office or even a large office, which really does have the luxury of differentiating these roles. And Brooke fits into that. She does the, um, she is the vision officer who translates that all into the social media. So she tells the story and keeps that relevant in, in front of people. Um, and then she also has uh, staff who do transactional work themselves. So the implementation of it also. Right. Yeah, I mean, certainly these observations have applications also as to how realtors and me and you as staff uh, can protect our industry, which I thought was really cool. That's right. In particular, we can analyze our effectiveness by asking why we do anything in particular. Um, but one way that we can use this lens to improve our success is by analyzing RPAC. So, Nick, what is NCRPAC and why is it important? Sure. So, um, RPAC stands for the Realtors Political Action Committee. Um, it is a PAC, um, and it really gives us the ability to fundraise from our members and support realtor champions who are running for office. It's a financial tool, really, that um, is built through collective fundraising among our membership, and it allows us to harness the power that we raise um, through our PAC to defend our industry. And because we can provide those campaign contributions to candidates, it helps make sure that we have um, those realtor champions who are going to go to bat for us in office. Yeah, that's that's where the uh, that's where the, all the action happens in the legislature or in your local uh, governmental bodies. So, so our PAC positions us to get those people in power and to keep them in power to protect our industry. Very, very important stuff. 
So when you talk to members, you know, we, we want to translate that vision. We want to get them excited about this and build that culture. But how, what do you hear from members about why they would invest? It's voluntary in nature, isn't that right? That's correct. It's all voluntary. Um, so that makes the ask a little bit more difficult. But, you know, I think a huge part of this um, whole movement to invest in our pack um, really comes down to explaining the why, which this book talks about. And I think the biggest why is that it protects our industry. And it really, at the end of the day, protects their bottom line. It's probably more to the point. Um, we've been fortunate to have some really big legislative wins in the legislature particularly. There's a great calculator out there that shows how much money has been saved by um, defeating certain taxes in the legislature. Um, and certainly there have been others just by putting uh, realtor champions in office who understand our industry and who are willing to work with us instead of putting some type of harmful uh, regulation or tax on our um, industry. So I think that's really the crux of, um, of the why uh, in this equation. And um, it seems to really be a, a strong understanding amongst all our members that that's why they invest. So, so that makes sense, you know, logically, right? You, you've got the why, why do you do it? You do it to protect the industry. That's, that's all right. But then how do you build a successful RPAC culture? How do you get that emotion going and get people excited about it? Yeah, so I think the book has a good um, portion on this too, is if you can explain that why, one of the things you're gonna get from going out and teaching those members why RPAC is important is you're gonna get that long-term um, loyalty and people are gonna understand why they need to invest in it. And they're gonna tell other people and then they're gonna um, give that investment without us having to necessarily bang on their door a couple times. Um, and you know, certainly when it comes to fundraising, um, you know, you can go and knock on a door, you know, three times a day. It really um, hammer people to give that investment. But I, I think it's better when you have the understanding there because then they're going to um, do that voluntarily and they're gonna themselves take the initiative to make that investment. So I think education is probably a huge part of it. Um, in particular, one of my associations, High Point, I think has done a really good job with that recently. Um, they really made an effort to go out and explain to people individually why their investment was making a difference and how it made a difference. Um, and I think they've had some real success at raising their participation numbers. And certainly, you know, goal and overall goal is important, but I think um, having a really strong understanding over a prolonged period of time demonstrates that um, people understand and appreciate what RPAC really is. Um, so there are a number of different um, benefits from really going out and educating members. And it takes time, it takes effort, but in the end, it's, um, it's that long-term benefit that you reap. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And then the success builds on itself. So you plant the seeds and then those, those High Point members are doing a great job. Um, well, thanks so much for coming today and talking to us, uh, letting us have this conversation about Simon Sinek's Start With Why book. It's about 8 or $9 from uh, Amazon, so it's, it's uh, easy to get, easy to improve your professional life with. We also want to say a special thanks to Lolita Malave and to Brooke Cashin for chiming in and giving us their observations. have a suggestion for a story or topic that you'd like to hear covered on this podcast, then give the NC Realtors Redefined a call at 336-550-4437. When leaving your voicemail, be sure to tell us your name and where you're from. 
Your comments may be used on a future episode of NC Realtors Redefined. Be sure to catch up on every episode of NC Realtors Redefined by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or SoundCloud.